What's up, everyone? I'm coming at you with episode number 10. It is your host, Joey, and I'm pretty excited. This is another solo episode, but I got this one a little better planned out. So, before we get into that, I have some pretty good news. We have started a Ko-Fi. So, what Ko-Fi is, is just a platform that allows you guys to donate to us. And I have it set up for the donations to be a dollar. So, you guys can donate more if you want. It's just set to one dollar Canadian. So, that's probably like a few pennies US. So, if you want to donate more than that, you just click on the little arrow there. If you have any issues, just, you know, send us an email or anything and we can help out. So, just a little amount. And that really goes to help us out. It'll help us, you know, funds to get new gear and stuff like that. Secondly, thanks for listening, guys. Like, it means so much, and it has helped us out so much. And our numbers keep growing, and it's just, it's really making me excited, and it's pushing me to want to push this even more. Now, before we start this episode, you know, it's the start of the year, so I'm going to start it off with um, games I'm keeping my eye on. And, you know, this isn't really a big list of games. This is kind of more like the RPGs that I'm keeping my eye on. And so we're going to start off with Fable. Now, I am pretty fucking excited for Fable. We don't have a lot of information about it, but I've always been a longtime fan of the series. I loved the first two Fables, but the third one kind of missed the mark a little bit. I wasn't a big fan of kind of the direction they went. But that's okay. I'm excited to see the refresh to the series and what direction they go. And, you know, if you want an episode on one of the older Fable games, hit us up on social media, send us an email, let us know, like, get involved with us. And that being said, we're also mentioning Dragon Age as the next one coming up. And again, if you want an episode on Dragon Age, I absolutely loved all the fucking games. I played them all. You know, just get at us. Let us know. Let us know what you want, and we will try and deliver it, guys. Get at us. Talk to us. Communicate with us. Like, we could have so much fun together. Now, like I said, Dragon Age 4. I loved Inquisition. Inquisition was a blast. I, I enjoyed it, even though the reviews were mixed. It is what it is. Most most games these days get mixed reviews. But Dragon Age 4, I'm excited because I've always had a soft spot for kind of the Dragon Age and the Bioware games. I don't know why. I just... It's always been so much fun. Bioware, to me, just... They used to make a lot of really good games, but somewhere they lost it. So hopefully this will, you know, redeem them and bring them back. Now, next on the list, we're moving to... Um... Do, 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 That's right, everyone. Hogwarts Legacy. I, I'm keeping my eye on this one mostly for my wife's sake because she's a big Harry Potter nerd. And, you know, that's okay because I'm sure that slinging around spells could be pretty badass. And I'm actually kind of excited to see what they're doing with this game and what it's going to be upon launch. So with that being said, we're just going to kind of move on from that one because I haven't dug too much into it. It's just kind of in the back of my brain. Now, buckle buckle up your fucking seatbelts because uh, we're going to Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Now, I can't fucking wait. This fucking game 
is going to be badass. I just love Tiny Tina. I love Borderlands. I love everything this game is looking to be. And with that being said, you bet your ass I'm fucking excited for this. Like, you know, my fucking bomb-loving, explosive-toting, badass Tiny Tina. She's the main fucking, you know, highlight of the game. And, of course, from Borderlands 2, her DLC was my absolute favorite. I just fucking loved every damn minute of it. Alright, now, now we'll shift focus to a bit of a different game. Triangle Strategy. So... This one really peaked in the back of my mind because of my newfound love for the Fire Emblem series and the joy that playing Octopath Traveler gave me. This really seems like it's a good mix between the two, and I'm really hoping that it turns out to be some kind of beautiful baby between them. Now, we're going to stick on that same Square Enix vein and shift right over to Final Fantasy 16. Now... I'm fucking sick of this male-dominant cast in Final Fantasy. Like, yeah, it's generally male-dominated, but lately it's like four fucking bros on an adventure, and I'm just... I don't like it. I'm sick of it. Give me some fucking diversity, guys. Now, once again, it looks like, hey, we got another breath of new life coming into the Final Fantasy series for, what, the 14th time? Um... Now, it's always kind of changed, but ever since, I want to say almost Final Fantasy X, they kind of lost their focus, shifting over to the, like, the PS3 generation. They didn't know what to do in terms of everything shifting to action. And just in my opinion, Final Fantasy should have stuck to more of their hardcore story RPG elements instead of chasing this action dream. And like Final Fantasy VII Remake was the best they have done in a long fucking time. So with that being said, I don't want to buy this game day one or anything, but I always got to keep my eye out on Final Fantasies because I got a soft spot for them. Now, this next game on my list is Starfield. I'm kind of keeping my eye on this one, but I don't usually buy any Bethesda games day one. But thank God this is coming to Game Pass. So, that's kind of why I'm keeping my eye on it. I don't really have much else to say other than I loved Fallout 4, and I, I enjoy most of the Fallout games, but other than that, the other big reason I'm keeping my eye on this one is just it's coming to Game Pass, so it's going to be kind of free right at launch for me. So, that's why it's on my radar. So, the next game that's on my radar is Horizon Forbidden West. Now, I loved Horizon Zero Dawn and had an absolute blast with it, so you bet your ass I'm excited for this one. It looks like more of Aloy that we know and love, just with more gear, better shit, in this new, beautiful world. I'm excited to see what new and exciting things await for us in the Forbidden West. Now, we're going to skip over to <laughs> a game I have extreme difficulties with. I, I, I have... Trouble with this company. And yeah, it's from software. You know, Elden Ring. Everybody's talking about it. Now, I'm excited for this, but I'll wait for it to come on sale. I know it's going to be a big challenge for me, and I want to take a lot of time to kind of get through it. I recently just picked up Monster Hunter World, so that's another big kind of hurdle to jump through in a lot of game. So, 
you know, I, I'm watching it, and I'm excited, but it's not on the top of my list. I'm also kind of waiting to pick up Sekiro, because it's a lot, looks like a lot of kind of more of Ghost of Tsushima-esque play mixed with the Souls. So again, I'm just, I'm trying to make it through the From Software games. If you ever want me to buy it or possibly stream it, you know, to hear me rage and get pissed off and, you know, completely shut the stream down because I'm just pissed. Donate to us on Ko-Fi and in the comments, just put the comment as Elden Ring. And once we have enough to purchase the game, especially if it comes on sale from all your donations and whatnot, maybe I'll stream it or at least do an episode on it for sure. So that's about all I kind of have my eye on in the RPG realm of games. So we're going to start digging into this episode. And so what I have planned out is we're going to look at SteamWorld Heist. We're going to look at Game Dev Story, Going Under, and Thief Simulator. And I've spent quite a bit of time with all of these games. And, you know, I, I enjoyed them quite a bit. And so we'll start things off with SteamWorld Heist. Now, this one I kind of picked up from listening to another gaming podcast, and I had quite the fucking blast with it. It's a lot of XCOM-esque combat, and it's cool. So you start the game off, you play as your, your main kind of robot is Piper, and you're going through this world, kind of taking down this very Star Wars vibe, kind of your rebelling and trying to help out you unlock quite a few different characters throughout the game you level them up with experience you switch gears there's a lot of references to other games and it's just fucking awesome so upon leveling up each character you unlock new skills kind of just turning them into a badass by the end and i noticed a lot of my playthrough i usually went with two snipers because they get these aim lines and it just helps take out enemies so much quicker than trying to guess where your bullets are going to fly. Now the game took me roughly 10-ish hours to play through and I gotta say the combat is tight, it controls well, the enemy variety is pretty good and there is this story but I kind of brushed it off because I just I loved getting to that combat just getting to those scenarios and trying to get the gear and get out and make sure you get all the objectives was such a blast. So I'm just going to run through the characters. If you haven't played this game or don't really want to know what the characters or what the characters' names or kind of what they are, you know, just bear with me. Maybe skip ahead. I don't know. Again, I'm not really giving away much. It's just characters and descriptions. So, your main character, like I said, the captain, is Piper Faraday. And and her big thing is, she's a sniper, but she kind of brings out the best in her crewmates. And then next, we have Wonky, who's the pilot. So, she, Wonky kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with Piper. But you don't control Wonky. Wonky doesn't fight or anything like that. Next up, we have Gabriel Seabrass Stubb. His role is a vanguard. This dour whale bot lost everything he held dear when the royalists monopolized the whale oil industry. He's good at heading up the vanguard. So he has a shotgun, you know, he was one of my mains again because you just, you start with him and you invest a lot of experience. So I rocked him for majority of the game too. And then 
so I'm not going to talk too much more through the backstories of each of these characters. We'll just skim through kind of their names. We have Sally Bot, Bogdan the Great, Ivansky, Beatrix B. Bach, Valentine Butterbolt, Graham Payroll, Froggy, Dora the Adventura, and Billy Jill. So you have a few different kind of roles. There's the captain, which was Piper. You have the vanguards, bounty hunters, sentries, flankers, and brawlers. Brawlers are up close and personal kind of fighters. Flankers are good at laying down suppressive fire, where sentries are good at just laying down a lot of kind of explosives and whatnot. They're good at, you know, shaking your enemies and making openings. The other kind of cool part was you get a lot of weapons and, you know, different equipment to choose from. And the kind of mods on those guns vary. Everything from laser sight to ricocheting bullets. And just, it makes for a lot of dynamic gameplay. And with the skills and everything, there's just, there is a lot of game here. If you want to grind it out. Now, I did mention the hats. The hats are all the kind of cameos and gags. So you got everything from like Star Wars hats to Final Fantasy Cloud's hair and whatnot that make an appearance. And it's stuff like that that make you chuckle and just gives this game that love and charm that it deserves. So, you know, this one is definitely a game to keep your eye on if it is cheap. My personal opinion about it is I would give it probably about a 7.5 out of 10 on a normal scale. So, you know, keep that in mind. So, we're going to shift gears over now to Game Dev Story. This game is a mobile game, I know. How exciting. However, I have a lot of love for it because I am a programmer and a developer myself. And that is my soft spot. So, you can pick this game up for less than $2 on the Switch. So, for the gold, if you're buying games, you, you always get gold points. You could literally just spend your gold points on this game and it's free. Um, you're running a game company. You're hiring staff. You're building consoles and games and trying to become the top company. There's tons of references and whatnot throughout the game. And it's just, I find it a really relaxing game to play when you're watching TV or a movie or just sitting there enjoying your morning coffee and smoking your bowls. So, like I said, it's a very cheap game. It's just a little niche game for me. And I enjoy it. It's simulatory and it's good for just kind of sitting down and relaxing. And so, that being said, we'll move over to a bit of a bigger game now. Going Under. Going Under is a roguelike, and I had a blast with it. The first run-through was pretty easy, and I was worried the game was over, but once I finished what I thought the game, you know, had, it opened up a lot more. You you pick up weapons in the environment to fight the enemies, your weapons break, so you're constantly grabbing new stuff, the st- story is quirky and funny, and it's just all around a great and fun game if you like roguelikes and it comes on sale for a cheap price so again if you see it i definitely would put this on your radar if you're a fan of roguelikes
So your main character is Jackie. Jackie is a resident of the Neo Cascadia, and she joins the company called Fizzle. And it was recently acquired by Cubicle, a tech giant. She meets with her boss, Marv, to discuss her job. While explaining the internship to her, Marv spots a monster wandering around the office and tells Jackie to defeat it. After Jackie kills the monster, Marv reveals that Fizzle Office is built on top of failed startups filled with monsters. Jackie is tasked with going into three failed companies in order to clean out monsters and to find the relics that founders of the startups hold. Her journey is supported by her co-workers who give her benefits that help her reach the end of dungeons, such as sushi to get more health and cans of soda that give the player effects. Jackie also gets help from shopkeepers found in each dungeon, and you can find the Hauntorpreneur who will give abilities and items in exchange for a curse being applied for the next few rooms. The game features three startups to explore and a variety of different weapon types. So it's kind of funny because the three startups are named Joblin, Winky Dink, and Sticks Coin. So it's just, it's kind of a, a spin on, you know, Tinder and whatnot. So there's comedy there and it's just, is brimming with just aesthetics and fun and everything. There's a lot of charm. And so there's different weapon types too. They're, they're sharp weapons like swords. They're affected by the sword skill mastery. There's blunt weapons like hammers and clubs. There's poles like spears and brooms. There's guns that shoot, you know. They're, they're fun, but they're a little hard. Junk weapons aren't really weapons. So they're things like ping pong paddles and ping pong balls, cardboard boxes, and then there's also vehicles you can use and it's fun because there's always the boss at the end of the levels you know and it's just it's a blast because you're constantly picking up stuff looking for new things and you develop this like for certain weapons so you're always just hoping to pick one of them up and you know when your run's gonna fail so again like i said this this game i had a lot of fun with if you see it for a, a low price you know Pick it up. Now, shifting gears, we're going to talk about Thief Simulator. If you're a big stealth roguelike, you know, fan, this game's probably for you. This is absolute stealth to the max. It starts pretty easily, but eventually it starts to get to the point where you're planning. You're figuring out where your mark's walking so you can break into their house. There's locked doors there's cameras there's just a lot of stuff to go through you got to buy climbing gloves in order to climb up things and you got to watch out for the cops you can get caught pretty easily if you're making noises so i keep an eye on this if you are a big stealth gameplay fan it also reminds me a lot of drug dealer simulator which i will eventually pick up because it looks again like a pretty good game now you do buy different things throughout the game because you're constantly making money as you're stealing objects and pawning them off in the pawn store. And there is also a story. However, I, I'm not really going to get into that because the big premise is you're really planning heists. You're planning to break into these houses and steal things and load your car with it and drive away just to go kind of pawn stuff off. 
So you can get car signal cloners and you buy cloning gloves and cloaking devices, lock picks, jewelry tools, um, night vision goggles, just lots of fun stuff like that. So again, if you're a meticulous stealth gameplay fan, I, I would recommend this game for you. Well, that about wraps up the four kind of indie games I wanted to talk about. It's kind of hard to stretch out talking about a game when you don't have a companion to bounce stuff off of and add input and you just kind of get into the vibe of reminiscing about it with each other. However, you know, we're working on a lot of stuff around here. I'm constantly editing D&D episodes for you guys. Those will be coming out on January the 25th is going to be the launch of our Session Zero, which is already done, wrapped in the bag, ready to go. I'm probably halfway through editing Session 1, and we had just slight issues getting to recording Session 2, but it's fine. Again, Session 1 will be out February 8th, and then we're over a month away before Session 2 even comes out. So we got lots of time there. I'm trying to work on getting other things too to kind of sell as products and whatnot. It's hard because with the mugs, they're just expensive to ship. So with that being said, we're just coming up with different ideas. Now, don't forget to donate over on Ko-Fi. That really goes and it really helps us. We get all the proceeds. They don't take anything from us. So it just what you send us is what we'll get which is very nice aside from like the little paypal portion so that's good and last but not least i'm trying to plan out both dark souls and uh, bloodborne episodes i think those are going to be the next two i kind of want to do it'll just be trying to plan them out with my guests i already know who i want on for them and we might do something a little different i don't know we'll, we'll I'll talk with the guys and see what I come up with. So, with that being said, I fucking love you guys. Thanks for all the support. Keep it up. Don't forget to help donate and just help us grow. Um, we're going to be getting a mini keyboard soon, which means we can start doing music in-house too, which is really cool. I'm slowly just acquiring equipment for us to just deliver you guys the best content possible. Anyways, it's your host, Joey, and I will see you guys in two weeks.